Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I know what people are going to say. Trump's back on Twitter. I cannot describe to you how much of a non-story that is. By the way, Trump is no longer suspended from Twitter. He's already said he's not going back on. And I cannot describe to you how much of a non-story that is because it's something we knew was going to come when Musk bought Twitter. And we knew how much it was going to upset the left. We knew how much it upsets them. And we know how much it upsets them that they don't control what it is we get to say. What it is we get to hear or not hear. That seems very obvious. What is less obvious is that the left doesn't understand that they started a fight and the right may want to finish that fight. You started this idea of saying, we don't like so-and-so, so you don't get any committees. Sorry, sorry, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you don't get any committees. No, 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 no. Jews and their space lasers, you don't get any committees. Look, I thought it was a ridiculous comment. You lose your, your committee assignments for that? Okay, this will be remembered, because I think there are things far worse than saying, you know, Jews have space lasers. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. I think, for example, when you say that Jews are paying off members of Congress to support Israel, it's worse. I think when you say it's all about the Benjamins, it's worse. I think when there are questions as to whether or not you married your own brother to get into or stay in the country, it's worse. An investigation I'd like to see happen just so we can put the whole thing to rest. It's worse. Ilhan Omar, that's who I'm referring to, the representative from Minnesota, is worse than Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm not down with a conversation about the Jews and space lasers, if only because I never got a chance to see any space lasers. And I attend all the meetings. You know, the secret Jewish meetings where we run the weather and the banks and and Hollywood, right? Ah, the Jews run Hollywood. I'm not saying uh, that it's not happening. I'm just saying I noticed. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever whatever you say, the Jews run in Hollywood. Fantastic. Running. Not not, not all of them, though. Just, Just some of them. Not some of them. A few of them. Uh, just a few of them, because there's something about the entertainment business that clearly uh, Jews either find themselves attracted to or are good at culturally. You know, like playing basketball. No? No? We can't have this conversation? How deep do you want to go? The sport of basketball is run by black Americans. Okay. Now what? Now What? Well, can I now apply the same conversations that people apply to Jews in Hollywood to uh, how uh, the black-dominated league treats other people? No? Yeah. Can someone get back to me on a ruling? It's also very confusing. I can share with you different industries that have a propensity for certain numbers of people. 
The idea that somehow there's a cabal keeping you from speaking is so laughable as to be believed. The only cabal we have found thus far keeping people from speaking is the political left trying to keep the political right from sharing a conversation. The political left trying to keep the Dave Chappelle's of the world and the Joe Rogan's of the world from having a conversation. You know, anybody who speaks out against the accepted narrative. And since so many people I can point to want to tell you how much Jews suck, I guess that's something that's still allowed. By the way, I think it's a weird thing to talk about. I think it's a weird thing to believe. I I think if you're somebody who's like, you know, Jews control the media. I think you're a weird dude. I think you're a weird dude. You're like one of these people, like Jews control the weather. If Jews controlled the weather, right? If I controlled the weather, don't you think Indiana wouldn't be so cold? Just just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. When I had made my first attempt into syndication, nationwide syndication, and lost out to a couple of guys, if I controlled the media, do you really think I would have lost? Oh, Tony, you understand what they're saying. No, 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 I don't. But that's for them to explain. Just like when I see uh, the political left get angry that Ilhan Omar and Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff are going to lose their committee assignments when the Republicans take over, well, it's for them to explain why they took committee assignments away from other people. In all three cases, in all three cases, it seems not only rational, but important to take away their committee assignments. Ilhan Omar... Her bigotry is well known. For what reason should Ilhan Omar be on foreign relations? Somebody with that level of bigotry can't actually do the job. They cannot engage properly because they're not engaged in what's best for America. They're engaged ideologically via their own bigotry. So she is not going to be on the committee or at least on Foreign Affairs Committee, I wouldn't put her on any committee. How did she respond? From the moment I was elected, the Republican Party has made it their mission to use fear, xenophobia, Islamophobia, and racism to target me on the House floor and through millions of dollars of campaign ads. What a fool. Ilhan Omar, the representative, has made herself a target based on her anti-Semitism. She's a bigot. Eric Swalwell made himself a target because he had a relationship with a Chinese spy by the name of Fang Fang. As Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, possibly the new Speaker of the House, has said, one thing I said from the very beginning, Eric Swalwell cannot get a security clearance in the public public sector. Why would we ever give him a security clearance and the secrets to America? So I will not allow him to be on the House Intelligence Committee. That's correct. That is 100% correct and accurate. Ilhan Omar can scream about Islamophobia and being targeted all she wants. There is nobody whiter than Eric Swalwell. Oh, hey, Adam Schiff. Sorry, I was just talking about guys who were outrageously white. And then, and then you walked in the room and I got, I got blinded. I got, it was so, it was so bright, like you're translucent. My, my goodness gracious. Adam Schiff, 
every day lied about Trump, lied about the Russia investigation, lied about information that he had about the Russia investigation, and Adam Schiff is going to lose his clearance, lose his committee. Right. Correct. This has to happen. As a matter of fact, just to take it a few steps forward, if it doesn't happen, you can count me out from any support. These things have to happen. You can argue, Tony, it's just retribution. You know what I'm going to say? The difference is cause. Because what the Republicans have is actual cause. What the Democrats had was actual hate. I mean, that's it. That's, that's as clear as it gets. There's nothing more, there's nothing less. But if the political left wants to be upset about it, okay. But just remember, you started it. And when you say to me, oh, that's just beneath us to be playing in this tit for tat. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have to learn your lessons. Because you won't learn a lesson. What you do is anything you want, and then when the right does something, you say, how dare you? And you get, you get all uh, puffy, harumph, harumph. You know what I mean? You think that you're allowed to scream and yell about the thing. When you do it, it's totally fine, no questions asked. But when uh, the, the political right does it, then, of course, it's the worst thing in the world and it, it has to stop. It has to end. How dare you? You're not serious about the country. You don't care about anything. It's, it is just so completely and totally embarrassing. I said it's completely and totally embarrassing. It's embarrassing. There it is. There it is. For some reason, it didn't play the first time. It's very, very awkward. Now you know. Now you know what happens. What happens here is that you don't live in this world where nothing can happen to you. Bad things can happen to you and your people when you screw around pretending to be righteous. You are not righteous. You are not good and decent. Now you know. Now, as for um, some of these uh, other commentaries out there, as I as I started, um, I'm not going to pretend that what Kyrie Irving or Kanye West said was uh, worthy or worthwhile, or is anything except just nonsensical ridiculousness. In the case of of, of Kanye. DEFCON 3 on the Jews and everything else. I mean, it's, it, is, it is what it is. He wasn't making a point. He wasn't trying to say something. And sometimes, if you say something in such an embarrassing way, maybe, maybe we shouldn't defend it. He's allowed back on Twitter. What does he tweet out? Shalom. All right. It's funny to you. Scumbag, it's funny to you. What, what, what do you want me to say? Oh, I can't say that about a genius. Ha! It's all I got. 
Ah, if only I was as smart as Kanye, I could come up with a good song about it. No, this is all I got. That and just ignoring the guy. Kyrie Irving is back uh, in, in the NBA. I'll get into that. And the black Hebrew Israelites showed up. They're the real Jews. Marching around, uh, where, where do the Nets play? What's, what's the name of that center there where the, where the New York Nets play? Barkley Center, thank you so much there, Ryan. Uh, honestly, marching around and chanting, they look like the white guys from Charlottesville. All they're missing is tiki torches. <gasps> Too soon? Guys, I have only just begun. Jews control media. Trust me, if I controlled things, wouldn't they be different? Liberals control media. <laughs> that much I think we can all agree on. We have seen an outrageous amount of bigotry over the past couple of years. And certainly uh, this weekend with that shooting that we saw at the gay nightclub in Colorado, and I'll get to that story. But uh, the the removing of Omar is the right thing to do. And her screaming Islamophobia is just sizzling garbage. Pay her no mind. She doesn't get a committee. Bigots don't get committees. Those who hang out with Chinese spies don't get committees. Those who lie to America about Russia's involvement with a former president don't get committees. And people who want to scream that the Jews control the media, they, they don't get any respect from me. And if somebody else doesn't like it, all right, don't listen. I don't, whatever. Just whatever. I'm glad I'm seeing Kevin McCarthy do this. But if he doesn't do it, there will be no forgiveness in this guy's heart. I'm Tony Katz. This club shooting in Colorado still doesn't have answers yet. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. The shooter, there, there is somebody in custody. There's a story about him. The, the generalized feel is you're talking about a gay club, a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs that was attacked. Five people were killed. Is it 18? I think the last count was 18 people uh, that were injured. And this club had to have been picked because it was indeed a gay club. This guy, this, this shooter, has a story involving threatening his own mother in 2021. Police showed up and there was a threat that he had a homemade bomb. Now, not, there was no bomb recovered, but when they did finally subdue him, he was charged with, with felony menacing and some other things, but nothing else happened. Los Angeles Times, I haven't had a chance to go through the full story about how he, this guy uh, escaped the red flag laws of Colorado. Possibly. Not knowing what those red flag laws are, it's something we're going to have to, to read into. So I am left right now with only the, the, the basic data. This happened Saturday night. Five people are dead who did absolutely nothing wrong. They didn't deserve to die. Certainly one can argue, well, he chose this uh, club because it's a gay club. You can argue it, 
We don't yet have the data on that. I'm not saying it won't happen that way. Like, there, there won't be something that comes out from this guy. We've seen where people have engaged targets before that wasn't because of anything. It just it was proximity. But sometimes they're engaging targets because they are. And nothing should take away from absolutely how horrific this is. But it's one of those, uh, it's a continuing conversation of when we know somebody has an issue, what are we supposed to do? Somebody just uh, tweeted me, uh, check the shooter's grandfather. The story is that the grandfather of this guy, and, and, I've, and I've only read one report about this, but I, the, the source I thought was a legitimate source, he's a state lawmaker in California who uh, compared January 6th to Lexington and Concord. The shot heard around the world, start of the revolution, made that comparison. Now, that's what's being reported. I have not read it yet in terms of him actually saying it and, and, and the family connections and what have you. And let's say that that happened. Doesn't necessarily explain what happened here. It, does, it doesn't. Doesn't necessarily explain what happens here. And it's not that it's like, hey, the, the grandfather made him do this. What are you talking about? Did Bernie Sanders make uh, the guy shoot up the baseball field and almost kill Steve Scalise? And if there weren't Capitol Police there, he would have killed 15 some odd Republicans, maybe more? It's, it's, let's not get ahead of the story. Let's recognize what we know so far. And this story is, is, is awful in every way. And people have the absolute right to be concerned, right to be worried. There are charges that are starting to come out against this guy. There's a question of whether they're going to charge him with hate crimes. I, look, how I, how I feel about hate crimes legislation, I don't believe there's any, any such thing. Murder is murder. It's not more of a murder because someone is gay or someone is straight or someone's Christian or someone's Jewish or Muslim, etc., Now, I will also say that there'll be people screaming. You see, this is because Republicans, they've been pushing uh, gay hate and calling people uh, groomers and, and, and saying you can't have drag events for children. There are groomers and you can't have drag events for children. That's nothing to do with why somebody would shoot up this club and how these people didn't deserve any part of this. Confusing issues doesn't make you smart. It makes you a fool pushing ideology on the backs of dead people. Count me out of that. I'm Tony Katz. First of all, on uh, the appointment of the special counsel today, former President Trump reacted to this news in an interview calling this the, quote, worst politicization of justice. He said that this was an unfair and political decision. I'm wondering if you have a response to that. Look, I will say this, and I've said this many times before, we do not politicize the Department of Justice. That is something that the president said uh, during the campaign. That is something that the president said in his early days of, of, of being uh, in the White House. And that continues to be true. <laughs> Cringe Jean-Pierre. Oh, you are a national treasure. The White House isn't politicizing the DOJ. <sighs>
Good Lord. Tony Katz, that's me. Tony Katz today. 833 Got Tony. Love to hear from you. 833 468 8669. I mean, it's just, it's just laughable at this stage of the game that there could be anybody who is stating that the DOJ isn't uh isn't politicized well of course it is the the DOJ run by Merrick Garland y- y- yes 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 oh dear god yes Tony Katz did I say hello I forget sometimes I gave the number I know that 833-468-8669 now all of this uh the these things the conversations like this about what the DOJ is doing uh very uh, may very well be part of the questions that I ask to former Vice President Mike Pence tomorrow I am scheduled to interview him on my morning show uh and uh if, if all works th- Plans change. That's that's why you always say scheduled. That's why it's it's always that. Um, tech issues happen. Things happen. So you, you, you deal with that. Uh, but I have a, a, a fair number of questions about this idea about faith in, in, in institutions. Because Pence's argument is that there was nothing he could do about uh, the election. He couldn't send electors back. And it was about upholding the institutions. Well, what have we seen within institutions, the FBI, DOJ, et cetera? And, and what's his take? We will get into some January 6th. He's got a new book out, So Help Me God is the name of the book. And then we'll talk about the future of the Republican Party. And that, that's at least uh, the plan. We're, we're booked for the whole hour. We're booked for the whole hour tomorrow starting at 8 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, uh, so you can uh, catch that at WIBC.com, WIBC.com, uh, 93.1 FM is where you'll be able to hear that. My uh, one-on-one with former Vice President Mike Pence, he's got, of course, got the book, so help me God, and we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about all of it. We're going to talk uh, about uh, all of it. I did mention last week that I was going to do a little more looking into this Respect for Marriage Act because I, I said on a on a top line without knowing anything about the legislation, um, if you told me that you were going to engage legislation um, that said that two men or two women could have the same tax benefits as a... Uh, a, uh, a man and a woman who are married, I, I would say to you, okay, it's tax benefits. I, I don't see why we give them to some people and not other people. I've never understood that. But I also said, and it's funny, when I've had this conversation before, and of all the things I, I, that I expect to get pushback, I always expect to get pushback on this, and I never hear a word. And I'm like, I must be saying it very, very well. When it comes to the concept of marriage, I believe words have meaning. And I believe that the definition of marriage is one man and one woman is a legit definition and should be the definition. And I've always made this argument that you, I, I think that those people who wanted to be able to have these kinds of unions could have gone a lot farther if they weren't calling it marriage. Because of what very much looked like was the concept of a co-opting. Uh, telling uh, people who have been getting married for a millennia or two or three uh, now we're going to absolutely um, change the term and too bad for you.
So it wasn't about a conversation of equality. It was a conversation of destruction. I always found that to be an obscene thing. And I would argue it with anybody. I can argue it well and in, 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 in totality. It seemed abusive to do that and, and, and unnecessary. It's different. Two men or two women, it's, it's different. And that's okay. I'm not talking about um, uh, separate but equal. I am discussing that as, as a concept, it's a different thing. But note, I said that if we're talking about uh, the tax benefits, that should be allowed to any two people who want to spend their life together. I'm very, very clear. I have through lines, guys, that are very defensible. Marriage as a, something that is religious, man and a woman. But here we are. And here is this Respect for Marriage Act, uh, something to replace the Defense of Marriage Act. And at top line, you're like, okay, what's the issue with this? There seem to be a fair amount of issues. A fair amount of issues about how this act actually prevents the idea of religious freedom. And I thought there was a, a fair write-up um, uh, over there at the Daily Signal. It was written by Roger Severino, Vice President of Domestic Policy and the Joseph C. and Elizabeth A. Angelic Fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Now, I don't know Severino. I, 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 don't, I don't know him. Um, but uh, he, he engages a couple of claims that the legislation has uh, on this Respect for Marriage Act, which 12 uh, Republicans, including Senator Mitt Romney, including Senator Todd Young of Indiana and others, uh, voted to, uh, you know, um, get past the filibuster to engage cloture. Because the bill's findings characterize beliefs in man-woman marriage as worthy of respect, the legislation would provide religious institutions legally significant protections against being treated by government as the equivalent of bigots, right? So that's the claim. As they point out, the issue is not the ability to believe in man-woman marriage, but the ability to live out those beliefs meaningfully in society and not be labeled a bigot by the government for doing so. Remember, this federal government labels people's bigots for all sorts of things. Like, for example, believing that you have a right to engage with what's going on with your children in their schools. They label you domestic terrorists for this. What if I own a bakery and I do not want to decorate a same-sex wedding cake? Are you allowed to sue me? If I'm not allowed to say no, I am not really free. It seems that this legislation would prevent the ability to say no. And if you say to me, well, you shouldn't be allowed to say no, my God, what kind of authoritarian lowlife are you? Of course you should be allowed to say no. And then you're like, okay, I'm never going to use your bakery again. I'm going to go over to this bakery because they're going to decorate the cake. Some people would rather force others to decorate a cake. You think that's rational? If you think it rational to say to somebody, you have to decorate my cake. Not, I'd like for you to, oh, I'm sorry, that's just not a cake I feel comfortable with. What if they said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just busy. I got nine cakes that day, I can't do it, I'm so sorry. You're making the argument that they can't say no. If you can't say no, you're not really free. The people who believe that a bakery shouldn't be allowed to say no are believers in slavery. That's who they are, 
Challenge me. 833-468-8669. Seriously. Challenge me. Let's see how far down the road you can go. Let's see how much thought you've put into the thing. Because me, I put some thought into the thing. If the baker can't say no, how is the baker free in the United States of America? How are you not an authoritarian? If you're telling the baker they have to do it without uh, uh, any choice, can they charge more for it? Are they allowed to charge for it at all? Considering they're already a slave in your eye, uh, should they be able to charge for it at all? The legislation says diverse beliefs about the role of gender and marriage are held by reasonable and sincere people based on decent, honorable, religious, or philosophical premises. Therefore, Congress affirms that such people and their diverse beliefs are due proper respect. Well, um, how do you uh, make a determination about which beliefs are the ones that are held by decent, honorable, religious, uh, or philosophical premises? How, and, and, and diverse people. Which beliefs are okay? Which beliefs are okay and which aren't? Another claim is that the bill, the defense, uh, the, the Respect for Marriage Act, can't be used as a basis for the Internal Revenue Service to deny the tax-exempt status of religious organizations that adhere to and act upon the beliefs in a man-woman marriage. As he responds to it, although the bill clarifies through a rule of construction that it does not, by its own operation, revoke tax-exempt status for dissenting religious organizations, it gives ample grounds for the IRS and any other tax authority to do the actual dirty work. Translation, what it says and what is uh, applicable are two different things. So a church saying that a marriage is a man and a woman, which is their right to say, could be ter- uh, grounds for lose- losing your tax-exempt status, which is to say, we don't believe Christianity should be allowed to engage in a conversation about Christianity. So is it an attack on religion and religious freedom? Absolutely. Is it an attack on free speech? Without question. And as you start to break this down, you start to realize, well, holy crap, this is the this is the point. This is the point. You've got people like Senator Langford, James Langford of Oklahoma, engaging this conversation. All of these gaps that I talk about for individuals, for small businesses, for individuals of conscience, for the right to be able to protect yourself if you're facing religious discrimination on this, for the limiting portions of the in this act or from explaining not arising from a marriage, what that may, may, may mean, the issue of principal purpose and not having to prove your principal purpose in a court of law is a religious I- I- issue. Everyone seems to nod their head and say, oh yeah, those are problems. Multiple members have brought amendments and said, let's fix it. And yet they're being told over and over again, no amendments. Mike Lee has an amendment to try and fix some of the issues with this legislation. Uh, The Democrats won't have it and won't hear of it. Because the reality is, punishing the religious is the point. If you said to me, I want legislation that allows people in a a, a union 
two men, two women, man and a woman, to be able to get the tax benefits that we afford to, to married couples. I'd say yes. I'd sign my name. I'm down. This is not that. And the more you read about H.R. 8404, the Respect for Marriage Act, the more you see that this is about telling people they cannot say no. This is about telling people they must accept. And not only must accept, they must cheer, they must celebrate, they must laud and glorify something that they don't believe in. So count me out. And why senators would allow a vote on something this bigoted. Senator Mitt Romney, Senator Todd Young... It's, it's, it's beyond my understanding. This is not a conversation about whether or not people can live their lives. This is a conversation telling some people that the what you believe is simply wrong and will not be tolerated. Yeah, I'm going to object to that. I'm going to object to that. I'm going to fight for the rights of these people to live out their beliefs. To think that in the United States it's even up for debate is stunning and gross. I'm Tony Katz. You know, I started uh, by talking about uh, the, the NBA. And and then I, I, I'm forced to ask myself... Uh, with everything they've done and, and all the super wokeness, like like if you got tickets to a game, would you go? Living in Indiana, as I do, I sometimes get tickets to, to uh, Pacers games, Indiana Pacers. So much fun. So much fun. Seeing a game on TV is nothing like seeing a game up close. And when, when I get tickets, I get, I, 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 get, I get good tickets. I mean, really good. Like... Like I I I I could uh, come in off the bench. Like I good. It's incredible. The athleticism, the speed, the the strength, amazing, amazing stuff. Like I sometimes wonder. Are 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 the problems? Are the issues something that you put behind you, or does it matter so much that you gotta? You got to do something about it. You got to say something about it. You can't just be like, you know, railing on it and then go. I, I don't, I don't, sometimes I don't know. I, I you know, I do believe that you got to separate certain things. But as, as I'll get into, uh, Kyrie Irving is back with the Brooklyn Nets. And showing up all around uh, the Barclay Center were these guys claiming to be, um, uh, black Hebrew Israelites screaming, we're the real Jews. Now, it's not Kyrie Irving's fault. Nor do I think Kyrie Irving should have been forced to some level of apology and, oh, he's got to pay a fine. You got to donate to the Anti-Defamation League. I'm not down with the ADL. I always thought the thing was nuts. But, like, how do you feel about going? 
people say, oh, the NFL got too woke. You see all the people at the Colts game yesterday? People still go. That's my question. I'm Tony Katz.